Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, it's time for... Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hi, uh, welcome to Inside Conan. Hello, we're back. We're back. It's it's seven days later and we're back. I'm Mike Sweeney. I'm Jesse Gaskell. And what are we? We, we work at the Conan we Show. We do. We're writers. Yeah, and we're, now we're podcasters, I suppose. Yeah, we're multi-hyphenates. Yes, exactly. And we take you every week, we go behind the scenes of the most important show in television. Right. According to some. On TBS at 11 p.m. Yeah, week, uh, weeknights. Yes. Uh, and today we are talking to a very funny comic. Very funny comic who uh, has been, uh, she's of course been on the Conan show. Yeah, she's done a bunch of stuff for the show. She hosted a show for uh, on a rooftop <laughs> when we were at Comic-Con, <laughs> co-hosted it, and she's been on tour with Conan. Yeah. So um, she's seen Conan from many different angles. Um, yeah, and she's just a really, uh, she's a successful working comic, so we're going to talk to her about the business of show. Oh, yeah, screw Conan. Yeah. We just, yeah, of all course of we want to hear all about her exciting career and what it, she's been up to and what she's up to. She's sitting here listening to all this right now. That's why we're being so nice. Yeah, it's Marina Franklin. Hi, Marina. Hi. Hi, Marina. Hello. I was, <laughs> I was like patiently like, when do I <laughs> jump in? No, you'll wait. wait. You'll wait for us. <laughs> so we acknowledge you. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you. Where did you just come in from? New York. Okay. Where I got you in. Live. Yeah. Where I live. And yeah, so being in LA is different. Yeah. Like I got out to walk for a second and I felt anxiety because I feel like I'm being judged for walking. <laughs> walking, yeah. I don't know what that is. Right. Here, but it's outside. It's I, every, no, the I weather's know. nice. We're supposed to get some vitamin D, but we don't do it. Do cars know. slow down and people point at you like, look at the walker? <laughs> look they, at that. They do. They stop. And then they call the police. <laughs> oh, God. No pedestrians allowed. Here. I was nervous yesterday because I came into to L.A. and I'm staying with a buddy, a friend, and he gave me a key and it didn't work. Oh. And so I'm like trying to get, it looks like yeah. I'm breaking into oh, his place. No. And there were so, several people who walked by, kind of stopped, paused with their dogs. Everyone has a dog. Yes. and But they don't walk them. They drive them around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish that had been true. Well, the back seats are a mess. Yes. Ooh. So yesterday I was just like, oh no, someone's going to call the cops oh, on no. me because I look oh, like boy. I'm breaking in. Oh, well, boy. then you just turn your phone on and then it becomes a viral moment. Yes. And then now suddenly you're catapulted to fame. 
It could have been, but I, instead I was bougie about it, and I Ubered to my friend's house in North Hollywood and oh. hung out with her on the roof. Oh, so, oh. You, you, so did you ever end up getting into yeah. the place? No, I <gasps> did not. And they were inside. My friend was what? inside sleeping. <gasps> uh, what time was this? This it is was a like, very lazy friend. Yeah. It was like 4.30. Oh, in the my God. afternoon, mm-hmm. and he, he he fessed up later that he was there, but was, no, was, he I knew he was oh, there. Oh, I, I he told me he was there, Sweet. and I was like, "I'll be back." Came back, he was like, "I'm taking a nap." I was like, "All right," but he assumed that I'd get in with yeah. the key, right? So then I, yeah, I did not get in, and but I'm, also a four thirty nap. That's a I don't know. That's he's, He's like that's a depressive sad, snap. I think, yeah. right now. That's another thing. Like you, you end up visiting someone. You're like, what, yes. what, should we talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to stay with him. <laughs> no. But so then that's a lot of pressure on you. And so now it's like, do you have to be the intervention person? Yes, I do. Is I he do. a performer or an actor? Or He's a comedian. comedian. A very I, funny comedian. I was going to guess. That I mean, he was a comedian. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, the, the, yeah. When you hear napping at four thirty, for the big eight thirty gig, he has been on the road a lot too. But uh-huh. yeah. I was concerned about that nap at four <laughs> <laughs> thirty. It's like, why just go to bed? Yeah, I don't know. I, there's not that much. He was <laughs> actually that, yeah. that deep sleep. I mean, I rang the doorbell. Ten times. Wow. And then I was going to go through the back, but I don't know the neighborhood. Yeah. And I've heard too many stories about black people knocking on the door and trying to figure out their own apartment. Yes. So I was like, you know what? This is actually scary now. So I just took a lift to my friend's house and then he eventually called me back like three hours later. Well, because I'm white, I would have taken the key and tried every door in every house on that street. <laughs> and one of and the, it would have worked in one of them. Somebody needs to house me. <laughs> That's my attitude. Oh, yeah. the luxury. But, oh, it's an amazing, yeah. amazing life. <laughs> um, uh, before we got on, uh, Marina, you were telling me that you... This is a long... You haven't done stand-up in a week and that that's like the longest you've ever gone. Yeah. It feels so <laughs> weird. That's I, a long time. It is a long time. I mean, two days is a long time. And I haven't been on stage yet since last Thursday. I think that's really, I, I don't think a lot of people understand or, or know that, that, that that's common, that comics usually feel the need, like if they go one day without performing, it's like, oh, I'm going to. They got to get l- that dopamine fix. Lose .005 of, of the speed. and The, and just the speed, the, timing. the nuances, the uh-huh. timing. Uh-huh. Like I was telling you, there's certain little parts to the joke that after like a week of being off, you'll see it. You'll feel it on stage. You'll you just feel like, oh, wait, wait, there was a tag there that I completely forgot. Right. Yeah. You feel underwater almost like just. It's like a, a fitness. Yeah. Yes, it's, exactly. It's like a muscle. And if you don't work it out. Then... It's like getting back on the bike after not yeah. being on a bike for a very long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's strange though. Cause you would think like it's an act that I've been doing for Years, it yeah, would be right, right there, you know. But it's kind of scary. It makes it, it like it, what would happen if I took two weeks off? <laughs> I is, would just not leave my apartment. If, if you feel as if like a week off, you feel like the funny goes right. It's really wow. It's a scary feeling, and I was just. Like I told you, I was like, I'm in L.A. Should I go up? Right. Should yeah. I find somewhere yeah. to get on? There's a little bit of a panic setting in because uh-huh. I'm thinking about that first set back. Sometimes I'll tell the audience, it's been a while, so yeah. here we go. Right. 
<laughs> oh, do, do you tell I them I do that? tell them. I'm very honest on stage like, about... It's been 72 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be a little rusty. Yeah, and, and they so do... So bear like, with me. They don't, and you're right. The audience doesn't know. Mm-mm. They, like, a lot of my friends will go, so, wait, you go on every single night? Mm-hmm. In New York, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. If I take a night off, sometimes even your comic friends will be like, you're not getting up tonight? Right. Oh, no, you definitely hear wow. it. Mm-hmm. And in New York... I don't know if it's the same, but, you know, there are a lot of clubs and you can cab it from one to the other. I, I, I assume there are nights with multiple multiple yeah. shows. So I bet you're almost like, oh, I'm only doing one set tonight. <laughs> I I I used to freak out about one set, but right. as you get older, you're like, it's okay. It's not bad. Because I used to do five or six shows in one night. Right. And oh, I would take like, no. I would run around, I would take cabs yep. from rushing from ones because you know if you work like the comedy seller that's the priority down in the village down down in in the the village village, and then you want to make sure you keep those spots and then you get the other spots you get your spot like times yeah in the middle of the week and then you realize how close they are to the other times so one's like lower in the village and one is all the way up on the upper west or east side Wow. And you've got to kind of in your mind go, I can't really cancel these spots because I want to keep the relationship going. Yeah. So you have to figure it out. And so this was back when there was no Ubers or Lyfts. Oh, my God. So, so you're just sprinting. Just, just cabs. Cabs. Running again, outside. And I hate to you're be black again in this mile. moment, but <laughs> oh, yeah. catching a cab when you black and even nice and smiling, it's very difficult. So a lot of times it was just this aggressive move that I would have to make to ke- ke- get to my next spot. Just like jump in. when. Mm-hmm. So that's just like another obstacle for a black woman oh, comic. God, there's that, so many. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> the From hair bad oh. keys to cabs, yeah. <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah, and and then once you get your spots right early in the week, and if some are too close, you start doing the swaps with other comedians. Like, hey, it's 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 like switching uh, work times with a coworker. Yeah, like, shifts. Yeah. yeah, and have you ever had? Have you been on stage where someone else is late and you have to, and they give you the stretch signal? Yep. And that's scary. And you're like, you're I not- can't, I gotta go. I have right. another set. And they're like, oh, you know, David Tell is in a cab. He's on his way. And you just have to go <laughs> until he walks through the door. Or the other one is when you're running late. And then it's just like, oh my God, well, everyone's I- gonna be mad. I was running late. My brother was in town, um, but it was during the blackout in New York City. The recent blackout. The recent blackout that just happened a few weeks ago. My brother never visits, and I was able to get him seats at the Comedy Cellar, Uh and I didn't know there was a blackout. Like, that was how much of a blackout it was. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I had no idea this was going on. Right. So I had a Lyft driver uh, all the way uptown, and he didn't know either. You know, like, so... I didn't. I found out like, because the subway system was all is always messed up. So when the woman said there's no trains working, I just assumed that's it was normal. normal. Right. Yeah. Then I walk up from 116th to 125th Street, which is a walk when you're trying to catch yes get somewhere on time. In and August, I get to that. Yeah. In July that is oh. super hot and awful. So I get to the subway on 125th Street, and a girl, she's like, "Ain't no trains running." Another one. He's like, ain't no trains. I go, what do you mean? She goes, it was an electrical outage downtown. So I'm still thinking it's just an electrical outage. That's it. Then I realize he puts the radio on in the lift. 
It's a blackout. Oh, my God. I'm not getting to my spot. I text Liz, the manager at the cellar. I said, listen, she's like, it's going to be fine. It's a blackout. They didn't have, did they have electricity? Yes. Oh, they did. Okay. She said, it's fine. Everyone's screwed up. It's okay. Don't stress. Just get here when you get here. So I, 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 my brother's. They put your brother on stage. (laughs) He did great. He's actually pretty good. But I, um. I'm, she's like, Dave is on. It's fine. I don't get which Dave she's talking oh. right. about. I'm thinking it's Dave Attell. Right. Right? Letterman? So I, yeah. <laughs> oh, that retirement. would have been wild. That would be yeah. interesting. David Letterman? Cool, yay. <laughs> so I get down there. And it's Dave Chappelle. Oh, wow. Uh, which is a whole different story yes. and meaning for so, like, because Dave Chappelle being on stage means not only is he on, he's going to be on for, for a, a while. while. Yeah. And that yeah. means I'm definitely not. For three hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just like, oh, you're not going on. Oh. And your brother's never going to. Oh, so no. he's, yeah. And your brother's like, ah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was fine without you. Oh, yeah. He was with his friends. He was getting, like, he got Judd Apatow. He got Dave Chappelle. He got Bill Burr. Right. I've never seen him oh, happier. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's a really good show. <laughs> How long was Chappelle on for? How long does he do now when he just drops in? Well, I've, I'm assuming now from when I couldn't get the subway, he was on stage to getting down there. So at least 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Maybe an hour. And that, wow. That's another thing for comedians is so many nights, you know, if you're at a club like that, the comedy cellar where these big names can just drop in and, and then you get I've seen so many times people are about to go on and then just like whoops Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld and he just waltzes <laughs> in hey and you know yeah. it's like we're bringing Jerry right up and then I, I've seen nights where just and then you don't want to go up after that person well you, you, yeah, that's a you good have point. to and you have to oh and when you're God. new Sometimes it's yeah. when you've oh. just passed at the comedy cellar. Wow. It's almost like that's just part of it. Yeah. You end up following someone like right. that to oh. remind you where you're working, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to remind you why you've been passed and where you've been mm-hmm. passed. Because when I first passed at the Comedy Cellar, I think I followed, yeah, Chris Rock. Wow. wow. That first weekend. Wait, so just, can you tell us a, a little, like, for the lay person, what does it mean to get passed at the Comedy Cellar? So... The comedy seller is like, you guys are so good. You feel, <laughs> <laughs> you fill in all the details, boy. <laughs> no, we just had a big conversation about this yesterday. This is very <laughs> funny for us. No, it's really great that you you ask these questions because I just realized this about myself. I don't give. I, I've kind of like very vague. I'm like a vague doctor. I don't tell you everything because I feel like you should know. You should know. Yeah, but. You're assuming you're talking to other doctors, but a lot of these people aren't doctors. They don't. So the Comedy Cellar is probably the best comedy club in the world, I would say. In the world. In the (laughs) world. Like, people know about the cellar, like, worldwide. Yeah, it's clearly never comedy in Hungary. (laughs) Check out, give Budapest a try, and then tell me the cellar's the best one in the world. (laughs) A real argument happening now. (laughs) But I'll tell you, like, it... At that time, it wasn't even as big as it is now, but it was still that place that you wanted to work. Right. And... You know, passing there meant you were going to the next phase of comedy. You were possibly going to be working with people like Chris Rock, and you would see Chappelle. You you knew you were going to be working on the mm-hmm. same stage. So I ended up passing there, like, I mean, 10 years into comedy. I didn't want to audition. Mm-hmm. 
Esty, who is the booker there. Esty. She's like, Marina, you know, I've seen you. I've seen you on stage. You're funny. You're very funny. Oh, that's ah. good, that is a good estimate. She I, I like love it when Esty. people impersonate her. Oh, she so doesn't? I hope she never does. Okay, hears we'll this. cut this out. No, you can't. Wait, she doesn't. It. Does she get that? That was good enough. Right, she's, okay. She will be fine with just that amount okay, of it. Okay, good. We'll move on. So go ahead. <laughs> but she's, she was like, you're funny and I've seen you and everyone wanted to work there and I was too scared. And uh, she was like, I'm scheduling you. Oh, <laughs> it was like what oh, you don't want against you your will. Yeah, and then <laughs> right. I just auditioned. I did five minutes, and I went up after David Tell on my oh. audition. Ooh. David Tell, <gasps> he is... was auditioning, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the scariest thing yeah. ever. And, and he it was kills late. in that room. Uh, just, mm. I mean, he kills everywhere. But that is intimidating. Yeah, because the audience really when. You know, you're auditioning and you hear that reaction of for him when he's going on stage and you're sitting in the stairwell waiting to go up next because you right. think you're next, but you're not. You're actually getting bumped on your audition night oh. by Dave Attell. Right. It's a lot of, you know, yeah, but that, that gets in that your is, head. That's the true test to see whether or not mm -hmm. you can handle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I did. You, and you passed. And I passed. Yeah. And then I was on my way. And when you pass at the comedy cellar, like the way people treat you, is, you know, it shouldn't be different. But mm. yeah, they're like, you work the cellar. Now you're a cellar comic. Yeah. It's That's the great. cellar always had a great rep, even in the mid 80s, right out of the gate. It was just every comic wanted to work there. And it was hard to get in there. It was hard to get in. Yeah. And uh, and just, yes, like you're saying, the last several years, its reputation and its power it's, I, I mean, I've been living out here, but watching from afar, it's just amazing how, how big a powerhouse that place has come, other than in uh, Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like going in there as a young comic, you, you sat at a table that looked at the table of comics at the cellar, and you would see like Keith Robinson and Nick DiPaolo right. or, you mm -hmm. know. It's intimidating. Um, and they are Greg close. Geraldo and yeah. all the guys. Uh, and all the guys. All the guys. And well, the, uh, one female. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you would just, Lynn Coplitz was there at the time. So you would just go, I'm. this is like where I want to be, but I don't know if I'm at that level yet. Yeah. So you just wanted to be there. And you wanted to be that type of comic. Because they were there were a type of comic. that There was a type of comic that worked the cellar. And that was ones that, that I would say... They were funny off stage and on stage. There was a, a relationship right. you would see at the table that was natural, not contrived. Mm -hmm. there, there's a table upstairs yeah. uh, at the restaurant upstairs where all the comics hang out. Right. In the olive tree, the restaurant. The olive tree. Yeah. So a lot of comedy clubs don't really have that. They, they don't have that place where you can hang. Mm -hmm. And this was a place where you can sit, talk, mess with other comics and a lot of people didn't know about that at the mm -hmm. time. Now they know. You could see customers walking in. They know about that table. The, there's yeah. an There's been articles about it in the New Yorker. Oh, talking, right. And it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's kind of like a second audition almost. Yes, having it to is. be there and, and then like also be on with other comics. Right. Are you in? Are you cool yeah. like that? Can right. you handle it? Because like, it always. Your... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. It, 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 oh, no. that was a fun moment. Uh, please. <laughs> Look at you we, too. Oh, we no, make no, her like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it used to be. Um, it used to be just kind of a wide open hangout. But it, is it a little bit 
like an A table and a B table to hang out at. Yeah. Because oh, mm-hmm. the thing is, is we were, I would, when I was a young comic, you know, just looking at that table, I was there with like, Jay Okerson was a young comic. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. the guys that I hung out with. Yeah. Jay Okerson, Joe DeRosa, yeah. uh, Kurt Metzger. We had this one guy, we called him the T-Bird. I don't know why we him <laughs> no the one t- knows his real name. <laughs> yeah, the T-Bird, my friend Rondell. <laughs> all of us, we would like, we were scared because we would hear those guys, you know, like trashing each other, going back and forth. Right, it's intimidating. It is yeah. intimidating. And we, and then they would pick on us. Patrice O'Neill would be there. Oh, boy. And I would love it because Patrice would bring us in. Uh. It wasn't like they were arrogant. It was like more like, oh, look at these young comics. Yeah. Let's, right. let's pick on them. But it was in a we'll loving them. way. <laughs> and Patrice O'Neill was, uh, he passed away mm-hmm. oh, It's almost 10 years ago, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a revered. Revered figure in still. New York comedy still yeah. yeah the people still yeah and just yes he could take people apart pretty quickly Ooh. but it does seem was it a thing where they could dish it out to you but if you gave it back to them it would be like no that's not cool i wasn't ready to give it back yeah. at the yeah. time so they had a great time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but a lot of times it was interesting to watch them go at each other and then find out later they there were phone calls that were made later to apologize. Oh, that's uh, so cute. Because <laughs> they went too far. They, uh, they straddled that be, line with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really? oh, yeah. That's adorable. That is adorable. <laughs> and it makes perfect Com- sense. Comics so with heart. <laughs> yeah, Patrice I'm constantly was- second guessing every single interaction. <laughs> I'm 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 on the phone apologizing while I'm insulting them. <laughs> so yeah, it's it was great to be when I finally was passed. Mm-hmm. I still wasn't sure if I should sit at that table. Yeah, I just wasn't. And then they trashed me pretty good, but I was always always had fun with it. I took it pretty well. Yeah, no, you're pretty. Cool cookie, I'd say. A cool yeah. cookie. A cool customer. <laughs> yeah. You're walking in LA. I mean, nothing phases yeah. you. <laughs> I'm a walk today. She's unfazable. Well, it was also terrifying that Esty sits on a on a stool. Or used to. Or, yeah. Oh, she does. She okay. doesn't do that All anymore. Right. Well, forget I said it. But no. I'm but that's the, that's the thing post I tell. But she'd be ten feet away from the stage, and the person, oh, who, the gatekeeper yeah. for that club. Is she a good laugher? Yes. Yeah, okay. She's a good, she's a good laugh. She is a good. Okay. Yeah. She really, when she enjoys it, you know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it was an intimidating thing to audition with the woman who's booking the club, sitting in that chair, facing you. Yeah. Right. You know, the audience is there, but you don't even see them. It's for her. It's for her. You. Yeah. Fe- well, you feel like it's for her. Yeah. And then. On the weekends, mostly, or I guess even during the weekdays, she would sit in that chair and and watch and see if you can stay in the club. So it's yeah. not just after you pass, you're not just in. Right. Like you said, the table is like an audition. Yeah. Can you, are you cool? Yeah. Are you a cool cookie? Right. <laughs> and then can you maintain that stage presence or whatever you did on that night? Can you maintain that weeks after? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I got kicked out of the comedy cellar no. for... One night I was hosting and I found a water bug and I did a ventriloquist <laughs> act with the water bug up on the piano. Uh, and uh, 
um, I heard Manny didn't like that. <laughs> because so it, I had to go away for a year. No, it was yeah, going to lower yeah. their health rating. <laughs> exactly. He they're like, what do you do? What do you pointing out that there's a water bug there? Uh, so, that's so funny. Though. Yeah, but so I was back a year later. No more bugs. Yeah, we your, all get we all get the boot too. That's the thing. We all have that moment where we've messed up on stage, and I had that. Oh, how do you? What What does it mean to mess up on stage? Like, like what Mike, what you were just yeah. saying, it's you. You found a water bug. I found my water bug. <laughs> I had my water bug moment. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I I kind of knew I was out. Like I wasn't getting as many spots, mm-hmm. and so I just went other places. Was it because a of a like a topic that you were covering? I mean, I didn't handle a situation uh, that well. I was hosting, so I did a lot of hosting mm-hmm. at the cellar. And before, like now, they have so many shows, like, like four shows a night, or five, I think. Yeah. And mm-hmm. before, it was just like one show, one very long show. From 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. To 2 a.m., and you would host the whole night. Oh, five hours. Wow. The whole night. That's and so there material. was a little break in the middle, and that break, that's what they called it, the break mm-hmm. was where the host would sometimes still stay on stage while they mm-hmm. sat people in the room. Mm-hmm. That was before, obviously, everything people were rushing to the cellar. So they really wanted people to stay. So I didn't have that ability at the time to maintain what was going on. You didn't have five hours of material. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I was still, I was still a very like young comic, nervous. Well, that's hard. You were supposed to be on stage performing while they're seating people. Yes. Oh, that's That's awful. But that's hard. They didn't know that was right. What happened to me? And the person who was running, the manager didn't tell them that and then I think reported that I did a bad job. So it was one of those things. Right. And I could see my my I was like, all right, so I'm like in trouble now. And then for a while I was like, I'll just go other places and work right. and I'll get my one spot when I do it. But I'll just I won't beg. I won't be like, what happened? Right. Yeah. Because I heard that never works. That out. never goes over well. <laughs> never. Like it's crying to the I, booker. Yeah. And you can't dig. Like a lot of times you never like you kind of know, you know, if you're a scenting in person, you know, if you're self-aware, you kind of put two and two together. Like, oh, I did X and now, but no mm. one ever lays it out. No one no. says you'd had a really bad right. you know, They don't send you to HR. No. No. no, no. 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 Yeah. So you have to, yeah, you have to play cool mm. and just say, Keep okay. Going. I was lucky to have mentors, though, that told me not to do that. And oh, they good. told me stories of people who, who called her <gasps> crying. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, I will. Because I, you do have that temptation. It's right. normal to be like, what did I do? Yeah. Did I do something and wrong? And especially if you think this is, right. I'm I'm the only person this has happened to. But then you hear, oh, this just routinely happens all the time. Right. Yeah. So okay. I'll be like that with you two after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Call and cry. I shouldn't have brought up Hungary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Brubble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries, for a limited time. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison to prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, Marina, you've been, how long have you been doing stand-up? 20 years. Wow. Maybe more. But that's fin- no, that's wow. fantastic. That's like saying my age. And, and you're Well, here- you started oh. when you were four. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. And, when, and how did you come to Conan? I mean, so what was the first thing? Did you do a set on the show, or what was the first thing you did? I got booked. Uh, I auditioned through. I, I, you know what? I don't remember how that happened. The first one, I think. Yeah, I think I was just walking. Well, because you had done some other. <laughs> <laughs> the carpool. And, and Kona was like, she walks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, have her on. Yeah. No, I mean, but JP, JP, yeah, he booked me. Um, I think he saw me somewhere. I cannot remember. Contacted me, told me to put the set together. We went back and forth, mm-hmm. and I. Think he was like my second late night, but really it felt like because I did Craig Ferguson. Yeah, that was my oh. first late mm-hmm. night set. That's a lot of that was a lot of people's first. It was either Conan or Craig Ferguson. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, and then JP contacted me, and JP was always like a really nice booker. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it, it, unusual in that. Yeah, regard. like. Like I like working with him. Right. I mean, and I'm not like blowing smoke up anyone's. <laughs> oh right. yeah, we won't tell. No, no, no. But for real, he's just really easy to work with and figure out your set with. Mm-hmm. And so that first set, I was really excited about. And yeah, it just it was it, it made it easier for me on the show actually to have a good time. He, he put you at ease. Yeah. 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 Well, he's he's super smart and and organized and mm-hmm. and really loves comedy and comedians so yeah that all makes sense i mean there may be anxiety but i never saw it yeah he covers it up well if it's if it's there i didn't yeah see he it. is pretty much he's sort of monotone yeah yeah all the time yeah he's, he's pretty even kid <laughs> i which is probably a good asset to have in that job. yeah yeah it, how i mean how did you feel at, like after that first set on conan that you- was the most fun i've had honestly i mean like even the second set i had was fun but the the first it was like yeah I, I can, can do, do this. this. Yeah. Right. And I can sit at the A table. It was just, <laughs> and it's also because I like know everyone who works behind the scenes at Conan, like Lori Kilmartin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, you know, I've seen when she was in New York, I've, I love Lori. So, and Cronin, Dan Cronin. Dan Cronin. <laughs> These are both writers on yeah. our show who do stand up and started out as stand ups. Yeah. And, but Lori, Lori's still mad. Lori Lori's and like Brian you, Kiley. where she goes up multiple times a night in LA, yeah. which is very, she'll like yes. do a set in North Hollywood and then drive to Venice later for another set. Yeah. She's in the car it's crazy. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, but Lori is like that. That's what I, I used to admire her in New York City because I saw how how she was aggressive. She would just get it done mm-hmm. every yeah. night. And 
So I I saw like Lori, Dan, um, also I'm forgetting his name right now, but there's another one. On, there's Andre Dubois. Andre, Andre. Oh okay. yes, and he was the he was one that told me about one of my jokes that I didn't know was funny, and then he was like, "That <laughs> joke you do about your smile fade is a very funny joke." And there's something about someone that tells you about a joke that you don't know is funny; it stays with you forever. It yeah, does. because you just you just sometimes you just. You're guessing at this stuff, really. You know, there's no there's no writer's room for your own set. Right. There's right. just you. Mm-hmm. And so you're guessing at it and you're hoping it's good. And especially then when I was a younger comic, having him pull me to the side and say that meant a lot. So then you have all these people that you started with now, like at Conan. Mm-hmm. And these are people that I really like. They're like good people. So it, it eased, put me at ease. I need that. No, yeah, it, no, it makes I a totally need that. Yeah. Oh, I'm always in I mean, when I'm writing something on my own, I'm just second guessing myself constantly. And then there's no it's like it really requires other feedback. Which yes. I mean you're getting from the audience too, but it is to hear it from another comic is like that's who you really want to please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's who you want to hear laugh. Yeah. And I felt so good about that set. Like, I, I just felt good about all the material. I actually got a stylist. Ooh. Oh. That's why. They I, have where, those how do you here do that? I mean, how do you go about that? I, yeah. Well, he, see, the, the thing is, is I've been told that I'm horrible fashion wise. <laughs> oh, Who no. said that? <laughs> Keith Robinson. <laughs> oh, really? He's like, yeah, you dress. He's another comedian. He's like, you dressed awful. Did he call all later to apologize? Like slobs. I'm sorry I said that to uh, you. Never. He's never apologized oh, about man. any attack. That monster. Ever. Well, that is something, though. I mean, I think. Especially for women, you have to think about what your clothes are kind of communicating about you when you're on stage. I've never done that, but yeah. Well, no, but I mean, it's like <laughs> it either it ha- it should come off like I didn't think about this too much. It should. You, yeah, but it, but I think a lot of people do think about it, or they have like they have jokes about what they're wearing when they come on. You oh, know, I've never planned the outfit for for meanings ever ever but, but when you ha- when you got a stylist what did they oh, i mean yeah, that what was, was the necessary. look that they gave you so i had to then explain to my stylist what i don't even know yeah, <laughs> about <right>. myself <laughs> cuz i you know like as far as like you know how i would dress like if really if i was to dress the way i am it would be like a midwest mom in <laughs> illinois <laughs> with sneakers like that look like she wears them pants? all the time for a like, TV show for gardening. <laughs> <laughs> that's how if I was to really dress, that's how I would dress. Okay, but he fought me on it, and he was like Marina. He was like, okay, we're gonna make you. I said it's Conan, so Conan's a cool show. It's laid back. It's gonna be fun. I don't have to look like uh, I'm going to a corporate event. You know, I don't yeah. want that. I don't wear dresses. So, and I love the stylist because he he didn't take me shopping to every little, he picked pieces and yeah. then brought them back to the dressing room. So that was the best thing for me because I am, I hate shopping. I'm right. lazy. So it was so great that he would just bring these pieces back and, and they worked out. it all at once. Yeah. That's great. Now I have a question because I, I always think sometimes comedians get used to a certain way of dressing and that's part of their comfort level. Uh, and did that... It, it didn't bother you wearing these clothes that someone else. Like it had, didn't throw you like off. Like you, you still felt ah, I'm totally. It was Marina. a good outfit for Conan's show. I would okay. say the second one I did, which was for Colbert's, was he styled me for I didn't like. Okay. Ah. Yeah. It was because I thought 
in my mind, it had to be a little, he seemed more corporate, like, I don't know. Mm. And I was wrong. I should have been more comfortable. So that show oh, for Conan was I see. completely me, and it mm-hmm. was perfect, so I felt nah, really good about it. It was yeah. more casual. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I like that outfit. Yeah, it's funny how how you dress actually affects... Like any any little thing that's off, like I yeah, can't off wear it. Something's too tight, or you're like, right. oh, I'm sweating into this, and oh my yeah, God, the armpits, yeah, so the armpit sweat. I know that's what I'm always oh. constantly thinking about, and having my arms true? out on stage. Mm. I'm still not sure you, about that, <laughs> about showing your arms. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have what, great arms. Wear a straight jacket. Well, yeah, I do, but it seems like kind of. It feels naked a little bit. Yeah, it, huh. it feels right. kind of aggressive. No, and you don't want really? people to be thinking about you. You're, you know, like you don't want them to be sexualizing you. Yeah, or even going. God, she does work out. <laughs> you know, like, I wonder what her workout regimen is. Because if I don't have material about it, then it's like you didn't address it. Yeah, but I do. <laughs> I would do the whole act from off stage, so they just hear your voice, <laughs> and they can't. And, and just Make a water any bug. A water bug is exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. all you. Read but I don't wear heels. I I've seen. Yeah. I, I saw a comedian last night. I won't say who it is, but I saw their special, and I like they look so uncomfortable in those heels. Mm. And 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 you could see fr- the heels were the nicest part of the outfit, and then everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. this is really like. T- it took me out because for a while I'm still just looking at the outfit. So yeah, what you what you put out there is important because people will be like, "Well, you're not, you don't, maybe you don't." She doesn't know herself yet. Yeah, what's going on? Right. Yeah, and they do kind of make assumptions about you based on that. Like, I would assume you're a big Bon Jovi fan. Based I on am your actually shirt. okay. But well, so that's accurate. What's really about this shirt is the Bon Jovi shirt is when I do gigs in like New Jersey. Yes. You know what you're doing. You, yeah. you do know what you're and doing. And it's mostly a white audience. I want them to <laughs> right. understand. Right. I, to feel safe. Right. I want them to feel We can relate to her. <laughs> yeah. Should I wear the Bon Jovi or the Bruce Springsteen shirt tonight? <laughs> yeah. I do this yeah, on purpose. Yeah. When I went on tour with Conan. Yeah. And we did the uh, New Jersey, the Borgata. Was it? The Borgata. Borgata. Oh. Casino. Yeah. I wore this shirt. I was oh. like, I know what's going to work. Okay. Yeah. So you went, so you went from you, Look at you did me. What a segue the to the tour. You did some stuff Somebody at Comic Con podcast here. Yeah, you. Do. She knows how to move it <laughs> Thank along. Thank you. I know we were. <laughs> Thank struggling. you for your help, Marina. Ooh. But then you got to go on tour last year with Conan. Yes. What were the cities you went to? So DC, Borgata, uh huh, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, Detroit, Michigan. I think it was Detroit. Yes, and then Boston. Oh wow! And there was also. Uh, uh, in New York, uh, Ports. Oh, Portchester. Portchester, oh, right, right, Portchester right. New York. Yes. It, it's this old, the Capitol Theater? Yes, the Capitol uh, Theater. Which I guess is famous because Grateful Dead used to play okay. there once a year. Is that for the like the up the Hudson River Valley people or uh, not even? <laughs> on the, yes, you're getting your you're getting up there toward the the, the valley. Okay. Yeah. So it was those dates that I worked, and it was just. Yeah, it was incredible. It was an incredible trip. I had the most fun. I, I look at the oh, pictures good. still. Oh. I look back at it. I'm like, yeah, you're having it. You <laughs> you really are having a good time. I was there with Rory Scovel. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, I know. Who Lula, Conan. Oh, yeah. It's Lula. Conan. Oh, Fula. Fula. <laughs> oh, yeah, Conan. Right. Fula Borg. Fula Borg. Yeah, who's <laughs> delightful. Yes. And you, but, but you had probably toured quite a bit before that. 
I did. I do tours on and off. Mm-hmm. Like different people take me on the road with them. But yeah, this was a full on like you know flying, getting there. So yeah, like years ago when I was on the Chappelle show, I went on tour with like Bill Burr and Donnell Rawlings. We did like a mini tour where they put me on that, and that was like fun. Wow, because I was very new at doing. Any oh of yeah, it. that and must I was, have been huge. I was way too excited actually, because uh. Donnell, who's also known as Ashy Larry, was like, "She's she's embarrassing me. Look, she's all too excited, too too, <laughs> too sincere." This. He yeah. threw out my sneakers that I wear all the time. <laughs> He's like, no she heels. Can't, she can't go on the tour with these like Midwestern sneakers. But <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, probably a big part of it. And you were saying you also just did a tour with Sarah Silverman. Um, is a is nothing a, like Conan's though. Let's okay. Let's, let's, I, you know, Conan's was like, hey, it was really no. <laughs> <laughs> but a big part of it is the hanging out, like you know, keeping that person company. I you know, for uh, we've traveled with Conan too, and and there is like, okay, we we're kind of you're expected to then go out to dinner sometimes, and there's that element of that it. was the fun part actually, yeah, yeah because. Well, you know, let's be honest, like with Conan, I wasn't, I don't know him. So I'm, I'm like sort of like intimidated and like, oh my God, what's it going to be? You know, but like when I did a show and he, when I did my late night set and he came up to me afterwards, he was so genuinely kind that I was like, he put me at ease again, the whole at ease thing. So then going on tour with him, same thing. I mean, and I looked for moments. I was like, when is he going to be an ass? Can I when does the mask right. come off? When does it come off? <laughs> you know, never. It never did. I was looking for it so many times. And then he would. He was like, when we were in um, D.C., he was going to get something to eat. And he stopped by Rory. I was with Rory and his friends. And he mm-hmm. stopped. He goes, you guys, I'm going to eat over here. You're welcome to join me. I don't want to be that person. I was like, oh, my God. Well, and he legitimately wants you to go. I mean, because he... He, I think, lonely. really likes talking to. <laughs> He's lonely. lonely. <laughs> <laughs> He's so smart. Too. No, but he'd rather that he doesn't want to eat alone. Like yeah. he'd rather sit and eat with. I did get cool into, young comics. Well, yeah. And he was, I did get intimidated because he's so intelligent, and I was nervous that I would say something stupid. And I, a lot of times, I think I did. <laughs> that never goes away. Well, it just depends when, on when you're around him. Your, yeah, yeah. Your knowledge of uh, U.S. presidents from 1917 yeah. to 1953, or Elvis Presley's later years. Yes. Is also another area. <laughs> yeah, when there's he a, starts talking topics. about these topics, yeah, because he's yeah. talking about the presidents, and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I better not open my mouth at all. But <laughs> I said something like to him. One time I said, yeah, they saw it peripherally and no one said anything. And then I was thinking, is that the way you say that sentence? That went on in my head for a while. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I asked Rory, I said, Rory, do you say someone saw it peripherally or is it in the peripheral? And I he's think like, peripherally works. I think that what you said works. Absolutely. It yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. I wish you would. Uh, I, I, right I know. There. I wish you you'd talk to me. us sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Because you've been, been carrying this around. This. Terrible, terrible. And then Conan plays his guitar like yeah. backstage, and we like had a couple of like music moments that like it was just like took you know it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we did like some we made up some songs and stuff. I forget what we were doing, but I, I caught them all on Instagram and made them like it was just a fun trip. It really was. Oh, good. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Yeah. 
It was all East I Coast. I can't say. There wasn't anything bad. There was no... We're waiting. I know. I'm trying to find out if there was Please. a bad no. moment. No, Please think of one. There no. wasn't. <laughs> there was one night, because I'm intermittent fasting, that Conan was like, you've got to oh. eat. He wanted me to eat. Oh, he just wanted to feel better about his eating. Right. He was like, please don't do that. He goes, there's always a phase where there's always some like food diet. Every mm. generation has one. Right. And he continued to tell me, he's like, look, my father even told me, okay, there's just eat. Well, intermittent fasting is you don't eat between certain hours. Yep. So do you still do that? It's fading. Oh, okay. I did it for a while. Like, it's so hard when you're traveling because you're hungry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And performing, and you need fuel. Fuel. And I'm a vegan now. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And I don't want Vegan and be. fasting? It's so sad. Wait, how did you become a vegan? <laughs> it's a so a sad. reluctant vegan. Well, health issues. Oh. And like my sister has lupus. Oh, wow. Not to bring it down, but she has uh, lupus, and so she. I she I was t- I was yelling at her about her diet and then I realized I can't really yell at her if I'm not doing it. So I so knew you're doing that. it in solidarity. Yeah. Well, I know that the ve- the plant-based diet, which is what they're aggressively telling me that I should call it more than vegan. Right. right. You know, <laughs> you know, they're so for your own sake, so you don't alienate. For my own lose safety. Lose all your friends. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Get her. Yeah. <laughs> but it's plant-based. That's what you don't want to be pigeonholed into vegan comedy. No. <laughs> I feel like it's happening. Oh, no. But, I, yeah. So Not I, if you wear that Bon Jovi shirt. <laughs> I'm the coolest vegan She's around. She's a meat eater. <laughs> she likes Joe. But I, I, so I've taken on that whole lifestyle of veganism. And <laughs> what can we do to help? I know. I know. You so sound sorry. really. <laughs> oh, really our, uh, our producer's a vegan. Oh, so oh yes. he yeah. looks tired over there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he Are you does okay? Always look tired. Did you have your avocado toast this morning? <laughs> yeah, with the cucumbers and the yeah, and tomatoes. <laughs> breakfast is weird for vegans, right? I don't feel like breakfast doesn't exist anymore. Like, because no eggs and no no eggs, and- no cheese, which is so hard. The That's cheese right. part is so hard. That is rough. You don't well, like the cashew cheese. <laughs> that fake cheese. In Good it. luck. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't melt. Good luck finding a vegan s- restaurant out here. <laughs> I found one. I went. No, to there one are yesterday. there are a bunch that he's being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have copies of the menu if you would like yeah. to see. <laughs> I'll check it out. There's a a nice uh, squash burrito. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds. So well, awful. sometimes I'll have a vegan. There's a lot of vegan. If you're, I don't know if you're going to go to Highland Park, but there's a lot of vegan taco stands. That's what, yeah. So, like Friday night, it's all on York Boulevard, it's all vegan taco stands. Ooh, I'm going to have to check that out. You should go out. over there. Cause I, and sometimes I'll try one. I didn't know it was vegan until afterwards. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. It was painless. Yeah. Yeah, I got yelled at for talking about being a vegan while eating cheese pizza. Oh. Because <laughs> I didn't realize. The Justified. Person, I was yeah. new at it. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. And then you were like, oh, no, not cheese. I can't do that. I was like, yeah, it's a better lifestyle being a vegan. I was being all arrogant, eating my cheese slice. And she was looking at me kind of funny. And I didn't know until afterwards. I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. No cheese Oops. either. Next, next, they're going to tell you you can't eat bacon. What? You get it? <laughs> I had it this um, morning. Um, Marina, we are going to have to wrap up, but uh, tell us about your special that you just filmed. So I just put out my first ever one-hour comedy special, Single Black Female. 
And That's it's awesome. available on all platforms. And you can go to marinafranklin.com to find out where those links are. Because it's, it's, it's somehow it's difficult for people to understand where they they're like, what do you mean all platforms? I mean, like all platforms like uh, <laughs> Apple podcast or not Apple podcast, Apple TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Google Play, Amazon Prime Video, uh -huh. YouTube Video. And it's but the links are all on my website because even my mother was like, well, oh, we streamed it for the first time. I've never done that. That was fun. So it's on demand on, you know, on demand on TV, any on demand you have Comcast, Spectrum, yeah. whatever you have, Xfinity. Right. And just to get in, you have a very nice website. I was really you saw it? I went to it and I was impressed and I was like, oh, for, you know, I mean, that's like not a skill that a lot of, I think, performers and creative people have is having a. A good navigable website. I went to Stanford. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> My brother. I was like, did. oh, you worked in IT. <laughs> she hired a website stylist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The Stanford in me came out. No, I ha I worked hard on that website because yeah. I know like it's really good to have like a like a landing page. Right. right. You know what a landing? I didn't know what a landing page was, so I had to call the guy. I go, can you? My sister's really. She's like, you need a landing page so people can see where to go. Yeah. So it's right there where you can see where the special is just mm -hmm. easy and it's the first time i ever did it i taped it in chicago oh great where the, you're from yeah at the vic theater so it was like a homecoming oh, wow. oh awesome for me and i call it the wedding that i never had <laughs> oh well that's i think that probably will last longer than a <laughs> you wedding. sounded so sad i know no, you're no. like you're like oh no i i <laughs> i mean i'm not married i support finding other things to celebrate besides just weddings. Yeah. So it's like. But did you spend the amount on it that you would have spent on a wedding? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You made your father pay for it. <laughs> so, yeah. And everyone came that my mom was there, my family, my, you know, it's like people I went to University of Illinois with came mm -hmm. out. And Normal. they, yeah. And I don't ever perform in Chicago. Ah. So they've all been like, when are you going to come home and have us see something? So it was really, it was a oh, lot that's of fun. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Were you worried? Uh, well, I, I don't want to open another. Ah, just, no, no. Well, but were you worried about if you don't perform in Chicago a lot, like, oh, is this crowd going to be a little different? Or you weren't? Yeah, I what was. Yeah. I absolutely was because I, I had to work out my set like right. the day before. Right. And I did find that certain material that worked really strong in New York City mm. was not hitting as hard. Right. So That's I had to make some changes literally the night before just to kind of really get the rhythm going of the right. set. Yeah. Because right. I was talking about the subway a lot. Right. And I and I like I did that in L.A. and they were looking at me like we're car people. What? What's yeah. your subway issue? <laughs> it's that walker we saw at the airport. <laughs> Get her. So yeah, it was. But doing it, the Chicago audience is also. I don't think. Well, now they're getting more comedy, but they're mm -hmm. very like. I think in New York, everyone gets comedy. Everyone gets it. So like in in Chicago, it was like the excitement for comedy is different. Yeah, they were hungry for a little it. bit more. So it was, it was a great place to do it, that theater, mm -hmm. incredible. The big question, what did you wear for <laughs> Chicago audience? Leather. Ooh. Eddie Murphy. I was going to guess an Obama shirt. <laughs> oh, that would have been <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> but no, all leather. Wow. Yeah, I was like, it's like an homage to Eddie Murphy. Yeah. All black leather and a different stylist, mm -hmm. different one. And he was, he, he was fun because he, he made it work for me. 
Because that's when I said no heels. Nah. Yeah. No, no heels. Yeah. Heels. Great sneakers, though. Everyone. Ooh. When guys comment on your sneakers and they mm. go, those are tight. Mm-hmm. That's a Chicago thing. I think you, it's not. That's Just regional. say tight. <laughs> and it's regional and it shows my age. Those shoes were tight. <laughs> tight shoes. So I look good. And it was probably the best hour out. No. <laughs> but they, you should go see it. It's fun. Yeah. I talk, every no, part congrats. of who I am is in that special. Single, black, mm-hmm. and female. Yeah. <laughs> right. The big three. The, the trifecta. Yes. So easy to find. On your website. On my website, yes. marinafranklin.com. <laughs> Thank you, Marina. And uh, I hope you have a good rest of your trip to L.A. Yes. I hope. Get some you. good vegan food. May the keys in your future open doors. Every door. Oh, my God. You remember that. Yeah, it was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been paying attention. The keys to my heart. Oh, that's sounds another like story. He's got that, those. that one's locked up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no key. <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> Thanks, Marina. Hey, I thought we might do something we haven't done in a while. Yes, what would that be? Answer listener questions. Oh, that is long overdue. It is. I know. We announced it, and then we kind of never went back to it. Yes. Gee, how shocking for us <laughs> to lack follow through. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So we we had a lot of emails that we yeah. had to catch up on. Um, here is one from Jason. He says, hey, gang, does it ever happen that after shooting something, you or Conan realizes that a comedic opportunity was missed? I mean, yes, Never. all the time. Yes, I of course, all the time. lie awake in bed oh, at night thinking so about all the missed comedic opportunities. Just awful. And then he goes on, in the Conan Without Borders episode in Japan, when Conan mm. was at the bidet factory, uh, it seems like one such situation might have occurred. Conan was asking how the bidet knows where to shoot the water, and the employee told him it hits an average spot. I was waiting for Conan to say something along the lines of, an average spot, who's measuring this, and then proceeding to demand to talk to the official rectum measurer or some such. Perhaps this did occur, but didn't make the show. Hmm. If that's the case, I look forward to the scraps episode that includes it. Oh, well, thanks for the email. I know that nothing was overlooked. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, that was a very specific. That's a very specific. I have to say that bit. that did not happen, Jason. It did not, Jason. But you know, we were at the Toto Toilet Showroom. Yes. And uh, there were other things we wanted to do that um, they were very controlling. They were. It was. They were surprisingly controlling, and they did not. <laughs> Surpri- <laughs> as we tried to <laughs> crap all over their products. Well, we wanted to have Jordan. Yeah. Sit on a toilet. Exactly. With his pants down. Right. And pretend. And pretend to be using it with yes. a dance belt. Right. Which we talked about yep. before that we often use dance belts to, instead of nudity. Right. But. That went up the corporate chain while we were there. <laughs> yes. And it, three guys and the president came of out Toto of the office. Yes. Denied our request. Right. So and, we weren't able to do that. No. And then. Uh, no, and we didn't do the average, the Rectum average spray one. No, I no. yeah, I think that would have been actionable as a lawsuit if we started <laughs> measuring the distance between certain southerly organs. But that whole segment kind of got derailed because 
Jordan kept saying the word anus. Oh my God. Jordan went insane. It he went insane. His software <laughs> malfunctioned and he went on the fritz. Yeah. And plus he started laughing at himself. Oh my God. Well, anus. that's the thing I've realized. Jordan really laughs a lot at uh, potty humor. He's uh, loves scatological he loves bathroom it. humor. We we didn't we learned that in Italy. Yeah. Where he started because talking. he started talking about the bidets and, in Italy. And, set himself into hysterics without <laughs> anyone else and no one else laughed no. everyone just was staring at him he and that's the only time that jordan really breaks while we're filming yes. and then he he just can't control it right we could never shoot a scene with him in a, a men's room i realized that would <laughs> that would be he'd be a puddle well that he probably doesn't want us to learn that he's just smooth down there mm. um oh here's another one this is a question for Mike Sweeney. <gasps> that's oh, me. That's you. Hey, Mike and Jesse. This is from Patrick. Hey, Pat. Uh, how did the idea and execution for the Lincoln Money Shot channel come to fruition? Come to fruition from back in the late night days. And bonus question. How did uh, it feel to act in the title role? I imagine it must have been very strange, but amusing. I remember it being one of the most unexpected yet funny things I have ever seen on TV. All right. I like the first question better. <laughs> the second one. So uh, how did it come to be? Well, it was, we used to do fake satellite channels on the old late night show. Yeah. And they were uh, – so this one was called – the Lincoln money shot. I hope that's self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> is Abraham Lincoln. He's on the money. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's him, you know, uh, at, at that Coming to fruition. Moment. Exactly. So in several scenarios. Yes. That was written and produced by Brian McCann. Mm-hmm. Fantastic writer and performer. Who we just on our show. interviewed. Yep, and I was yeah, I was the actor in it, and uh, I had never orgasmed before, but I, <laughs> I watched some videos and yes. and kind of aped that, try to ape that look. At that time, were you the head writer for the show? Uh, no, I think okay. that's why I got hired to be the head writer. Was because I know I could do an orgasming look, <laughs> and, and Conan said I I like. I want that more of that. <laughs> I, but you did I have white before. hair at that point. I had what? You had white hair? No, uh yeah, I was it was kind of white. I went white mm. pretty early. Um, all this internal stress that manifests itself in my hair <laughs> no. turning white at age thirty-eight. Um well yeah, but that it, it remains one of the most iconic. I, it's crazy. I for a while there was a band called Lincoln Money Shot. Oh, a real band. They named themselves after it, oh my and God. Uh, uh, they did your son never ask me to go you on about tour. it? Uh, my children, I don't. I've never discussed it with my kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, I was playing a role, and uh, my wife has uh, steadfastly refused to ever watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Which. Well, I'm sure she may have. Well, let's not even discuss okay. it. Um, <laughs> Please. I'm sorry. Uh, is that one of the clips that is going to be available as part of the Conan 25? <laughs> what a segue. Uh, I guess. I mean, right, it's online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it's quick. It is quick. <laughs> you watch it. You get in and out. You, yeah, like it's Lincoln uh, Money yeah. Shot. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great segment, though, because it really allowed you could kind of do anything 
on those. Oh, the old satellite TV channels. Yes. No, we really good refillable. They are. They are actually to answer your question. They're putting them all together. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a giant uh, data dump. Oh, of of, all the satellite TV. Yes. And, and I must be in the hundreds. So, so you can just gobble them. Oh, like hazelnut M and M's. Okay, one more. Yeah. From Ken. Hi, Mike and Jesse. I'm interested to know the inside story on Conan's hair. What's his hair routine? Who makes him up? How long does it take? Is he obsessive about it? Does he let people touch it? Does he have nicknames for it? Is he sensitive to jokes about it? What's the official color name for the dye he uses? <laughs> <laughs> I like the last. The last one's the only one I, I haven't heard yet. Come on, come on, come on. What's the Before. scuttlebutt on, on the his haircut? hair? Yes. Uh, uh, well, there is an actual Pantone color that is the Conan oh, orange, right. right? It came out this year. Yeah. yeah. I forget what the number is. I don't know. I've um, never heard of Pantone until then. So, oh, so, okay. Let's start with what's his hair routine. Okay. <laughs> um, well, because he does, so he may, the hair becomes much higher for the show than it, it normally does. is around it does. the office. And I, 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 I yeah. I'm always like, does it have to be that high? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just goes up and up. The closer, it's almost like it senses the show's going to start. And it climbs on its own to yes. new heights. Um, it engorges. <laughs> yes. I. Uh, it's funny. I think that maybe Conan started drawing that cartoon version of himself. Right. And then he started having to do the hair to match the cartoon Yes, it's a, it's a... He's very on brand. Yes. At all times. The drawing matches the real hair. But he could, I mean, he can do that himself, which he does. Yes. uh, On travel shows. But I've seen him in the chair here sometimes. He'll look in the mirror and just go, and his hair's being worked on. He'll just be like, oh, give me that. And he'll he'll grab the brush and give it an extra little tease. A little extra little height. Yeah. Um, but there is a hair and makeup team. Yes, that of works course. At the show, and uh, we They're should probably exhausted. have them on at some point. <laughs> sure, They're the hardest working team in showbiz. <laughs> we'll have them on. Yeah, and he he does. Okay, I'll answer some other things. Does he let people touch it? He yeah, I think he Absolutely. likes for people to touch it. Yeah, it's not like a um, whatever spray he uses. It's not a solid hold, so that's it's pliable. Right. Should we encourage people? Like, if you see Maybe. him in public, just go up go and up touch and his touch hair. It. Give him a noogie. He'll uh, he'll he'll thank us later. <laughs> um, and then they say, "What's the official color name for the dye he?" It, well, that's a that's a good question. So we I, should clarify. I just thought that was his hair color. Yeah, I don't know for sure that he dyes it. I don't know either. I mean, if that happens. I, I don't know where or when it happened. I know. I don't know either. That's a mystery. May, we might not have that level of security access. Yeah. <laughs> Man. It's that I and uh, Area I know 51. his freckles are drawn on every day. It's a laborious. <laughs> each one pinpoint. But yes. Like Surat painting put on and then washed off. You at should the just of the get day. them tattooed. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. We'll suggest that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our round of listener questions for this time. <laughs> but you can ask some. You probably forgot that we even did this. But you can email us at <laughs> insideconanpod at gmail.com. Or you can actually call us on the phone mm. um, if you still know how to do that. And it's 323-209-5303. All data messaging rates apply.
don't know. I don't know what that means. Oh, I but it sounds it. right. Um, you get a piece of that pie. <laughs> okay, well, that's our show for this Thank week. you. Thanks Thank for you listening. for listening. We like you. Yeah, yeah. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Kevin Bartelt. Engineered by Will Beckton. Mixed by Ryan Connor. Supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Associate producer, Jen Sample. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff team, Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da! This has been... A Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.